So welcome everybody to our next episode of Offended AF Asian Feminists. You're joined today by myself and Katie. Um, so today we're going to have three interesting topics um, for discussion. Um, one topic was a kind of a um, overlayer from the, uh, from our last podcast because we missed that topic and the other two will be interesting, a film review and something a bit lighthearted and slapstick, not really slapstick, but more um, not that serious, I guess, but it'll be an interesting topic. So the first one we're going to talk about is the issue of bagpackers in Asia and particularly with the more recent example. When I say recent, I think this, this news came out like a month or so ago. Um, about a Russian couple who was bagpacking in Malaysia, um, but what they were doing is they were swinging um, an infant baby, um, you know, up and down and around. And it begs the question of, A, what kind of parents will be doing such a thing? Because that can really impact on the child's brain and their own development. And B, the issue of bagpackers and the lengths that they will go um, to get money to travel and that issue we're going to have that discussion on the second the second topic is I'm gonna we're gonna do a bit of a I wouldn't say a film review because I don't want to give out spoilers because I know some people haven't watched the film yet but I want to talk about some of the interesting elements of Captain Marvel um, as we know um, Gemma Chan uh, was um, starred in that as Minerva and um, there's been a lot of interesting discussions around whether her character um, had enough airtime and there's also other discussions that the cat in Captain Marvel had more airtime than Gemma Chan. So we'll just have that, we'll have a discussion around that topic. And the third topic is I think a topic that's close to all our hearts because we've all grown up in families who've done so and that's the issue of whether taking off shoes in the house is an Asian thing or is it a Asian cultural thing, a cultural thing, or is it just a normalized thing for hygiene purposes? And I think this will be an interesting topic to talk about how taking off shoes, I believe, is a cultural thing. <clears throat> and we're going to discuss to see um, whether that is and whether the Western sphere has adopted the practice of taking off shoes going into the house. So let's start off. Um, Katie, can I gauge some of your thoughts on the first topic of the Russian, the big packers, the Russian big packers swinging the baby around, get, um, asking for money? Yeah. Um, have, did you watch the video? Have you seen that video? Yes, um, I have. It was, I was just, disc I, was, I, I was just shocked. Um, and just disgusted really really just really really like annoyed and infuriating that the, that um that they would do that to their own i think there's their own child isn't it um as it turns out well, it would be you know um but why would you do that um i don't know why you're asking that question people do the most stupid things when it's the most stupid money uh, money i guess um i just all i could just um say is have the couple not heard of the shaking you know baby syndrome they're probably just really irresponsible parents to be honest 
well, I mean, the, the bag packing is well, that's one that's you know, that's I suppose that gives us a, a clue to how responsible they are, really. Mm. And, and the thing is, I think, and I know that someone I, I don't know who I argued with about this, but I do my from my perspective, um, traveling for fun is not a basic need it's not like you need food water shelter you know you you know you have to pay your bills right day to day all that stuff that stuff is you must do but traveling is more of a luxury thing and even so it doesn't mean when i say traveling's a luxury i don't i'm not saying that you have to go and stay in like a five-star shangri-la hotel or anything like that but you can also budget properly to ensure that you have enough money on your travels. Like my first overseas trip um, in Asia, we stayed in hostels, right? That was like, at that time, it was like, what, $10, $15 a night. Um, and yes, you know, that's, you know, it was hostel living, but that was what we could afford at that time. I, we couldn't afford to go and stay in like a hotel for like two weeks you know, costing us like a hundred and something dollars a night um, to stay. And at that time, when I was just trying, there was no Airbnb, Airbnb didn't exist. So we knew that we couldn't afford um, to, you know, to kind of like stay in hotels. So we knew we had to stay in hostels so that we had enough money to get us around, to enjoy the food, to go and do some, you know, paid sightseeing, stuff that you want to see, and things like that. And I think that's the problem. People are having certain expectations or assumptions about when they're traveling that they don't need to budget. But I do feel that budgeting is really important. I don't know. What do you think? Well, you're supposed to. I mean, that's just the isn't that the fundamentals of traveling. I mean, like um, like you said, the traveling is you know is is not a privilege. It's 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 a it's a luxury. So, you know, you people tend to travel for leisure. It's one thing if you're migrating or you know you're you're fleeing from something, but traveling because you want to to visit a place, you do it for leisure, um, mm-hmm. and if you and I, if you can't afford to you know go any further in your travels, then you should go home. You should you know a budget better really. Um, even when I, I I traveled I traveled to the states before in the past and um you when and normally when you go through customs they ask you what you know what your income you know your income or what your budget is because they want to know you know are you going to stay in the country or you you know actually have enough to um to you know go around and not be stuck in you know stuck you know, be stuck in the country it's just common sense um you know whether you need to get your funding from your your family if you run out you know but when you when you you know just by you know ringing them or messaging back or whatever or uh, for you know for your credit cards or your savings you know that's you know you should have a source of income somewhere in case something happens to you you know while you're abroad that's just common sense so that's why you have things like travel insurance you know in case some you know well or, you know and buying travel insurance you know when you get ill for instance because you you know health insurance for world traveling just in case something happens mm-hmm. to you uh, just in mm. case um, we, you get in, you know you get ill or injured in the states for instance you know that's the you know, that's, you know which is which is which would be terrible because obviously it could be because we know what the 
the healthcare is like in the States. Um, so I don't understand why there is a kind of this kind of um, airy fairy hippie kind of um, wonderlust um, like attitude towards like you know traveling to exotic countries. Um, I feel like I feel like this this um, this this kind of expectations from I guess from young travelers that they could you know tr- be like these romantic nomads. <laughs> Or something, and it's um, not just that, yeah. And I, and I think the other problem is, is that when they, a lot of them are traveling to countries in Asia where there is still a huge issue between the gaps between rich and poor within mm. that country, within their own population, and so you'll find that as bag, bag packers, and we have to admit the majority and I'll be happy to say 95% of them either come from Western countries or from Europe and they are of Anglo slash European um, looks slash backgrounds who are doing this. They're actually still in essence, they're actually stealing opportunities from those who are poor, who live in those countries who are living in poverty, who have to beg um, for money or do something to get money to just survive day to day, and I oh, actually yeah. saw that in I saw that in Korea when I was in Korea in 2017. And um, there's a lot of um, beggars, particularly people who are who have physical disabilities, because there's still an issue in welfare for um, disabled people in Korea. So a lot of them are still, you know, in the street selling pens, asking for money. And then I saw some Australian travellers who had the signs and they were big packing and they were asking for money as well. And so to me, they're stealing what could, you know, the opportunities for others who need that to survive, right? That's their date, that's their income. I'm and I think sure that's read... sorry, carry on. No, no, that's all. Go on. I was gonna I was gonna say I'm pretty sure I read um in about um for about South Korea because of the um, as with most East Asian countries, there's a you know there's a um, an increase in um, an aging population, and um, a lot mm-hmm. of um, a lot of um, elder the 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 elderly are kind of um, if are kind of making money by collecting like rubbish and then selling the rubbish off, and then, and there's also there's a an alarming trend for older women um, prostituting themselves, uh, becoming mm-hmm. sex workers. Um, because they can't simply need, need the cash to survive. So, um, again, um, Korea. I, as far as I understand, I, I've never been, I've been to South Korea before. Um, from what I understand, um, South Korea is um, is not a cheap country, if I remember correctly. I mean, it's it's no. not on. I don't think it's as on. It's not quite on par with, say, Japan, for instance. But again, because uh, because there's a renew, it could, because it's getting so popular as a tourist de- de- destination these past kind of you know um, um, six or five years or so, uh, even uh, you know this it's it's not going to be cheap as as as, as other countries in in Asia. Um, so why weren't they budgeting for you know for their travels to Korea? Because they they think, and again that that then brings up the other issue of um what the privilege of traveling in Asia, particularly the racial privilege, right? Because, um and actually there was an there's an interesting video made by a Malaysian 
social media influencer mm. um, and she works for kind of it's I guess it's kind of like a huffing huff post slash buzzfeed um, equivalent called says um, s-a-y-s says and so she made a video talking about bag packers and she actually highlighted the issue of white privilege in in Asia and saying that a lot of these people particularly the European slash anglo-celtic um bag packers do so and they go there they know whether they're they are conscious or unconscious about it there is this idea that their white privilege will still get them around and if they're bag packed they will get the money because you know asian seeing white people is still like a wow thing and there have been issues where uh, for example there was a ukrainian guy and this is probably two years ago he went he was in Bangkok in a market and he was selling pictures of himself oh, to get to, so that you know because he, he, he could and he told the media I think it was coconuts I think that reported on that and he told um, and he was saying that because he's white he his look is um, revered there you know or because his skin color is so there is still some of them still have this idea that their skin colour and that privilege that comes with it uh, will get them the money. And Thailand is a flourishing economy, but there's still a huge gap between rich and poor. There are still oh, yeah. kids begging on the street. When I was in, when we were in Bangkok, we saw kids still begging in the street in Bangkok. So essentially this guy selling pictures of himself to travel is also, again, stealing opportunities away from those who actually need this money to get their next meal, you know, or to be able to eat or to survive or to pay rent, whatever they need to do. And I think that it's, it, it is an act of privilege because most people coming from the West slash Europe, um, majority are still coming from countries which are economically more, their money is worth a lot more than certain exactly. parts of Asia. And so if you're going to travel, you have to budget properly. You know, and, you know, when I say budget, I mean, you know, knowing that, A, you know, if I if I want enough money to go around for three to four weeks um, and I have this amount of money to spend, therefore, let's look at where I can save that money. Maybe that's in accommodation, stay in hostels. There's nothing wrong with staying in hostels. I've stayed in hostel before and I think, you know, and that that was what I could I knew I could afford at that time without asking my parents for money. And there was a time when I didn't have enough money on my travels and I had to call mm. my parents up and ask them for extra money, extra funds, so I could survive. So you, like you said earlier, you need that, need to have those things planned out. At the very least, at the very least, because I've know, I know some, I know from someone um, that we, um, it was a mutual friend, he's a mutual friend of ours, one of his um, um, friends have gone off to Japan, basically. And um, she got stranded there because uh, she was the first time um, um, meeting, um, you know, a, a friend. She got stranded anyway. Anyway, the, the moral of the story is um, she got stranded there and she did not have a car- a credit card on her. I mean, she didn't have cash, which I was thought, OK, that's, you know, that's not a big, that's not a problem. So you didn't bring cash with you. You can always, you can always withdraw cash from an ATM you know, at the ve- mm. at the very least, you know, so as long as you've got a credit card, a debit card, or you have a card with you. She didn't even bring a bloody card with her. And it's just like, why would you... It was, I just thought, why? 
why would you so why did you bring at the very least bring a fucking card it's just like you know you wouldn't be stranded there what the hell so um she managed to get i mean she she managed to get she managed to come out of japan i think because um she got got sort of sorted out with the um the you know the the person that's the person's found though she's meeting she got something sorted out anyway but the 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 sort of the the irresponsible kind of attitude or the the thinking or or just the lack of or planning or i mean i'm not the most organized person at all in the world and and when i went over to the states you know i kind of got a bit lazy with certain things such as you know travel insurance i should buy travel insurance for most of my trips i didn't because you know i was cutting corners i was saving pen i was scrimping for pennies whatever right you know um but Mm. at the very least i had um i let i let my bank know i was traveling so i can use my card should i need it um, and I got, you know, I had, and I had the funds, even if I, if, if my initial kind of budget, you know, ran out, I had the funds back home at least so I can, you know, access to because I had my fucking card with me. Yeah. And, and it's not I just that, yeah, even some um, of the, our bank cards, yes, they'll take fees out, but if you're in that desperate situation, you need to get cash out. There's still some of our own bank cards, like you know the normal deb, you know the debit cards that you can withdraw cash from overseas if you even, have to. If you don't want to use you credit lose card. card, even if you lose your card, your your stuff gets stolen. Well, you know, God forbid your passport gets stolen, and you know, and things like that, right? And it's you you lose your shit or whatever in in a, in in when you're abroad. There are steps where you can basically say go to like your embassy, and you know you get you know you get your so you can you know, get your. Um, get yourself back home or you can you know and nowadays you can go online ask and you can still get money wired to you transfer to you um i think through um i can't remember what is the actual the actual western um, union western yeah union thank and you all that stuff yeah exactly yeah they you can still have these um access places to access uh funds you know worst case scenario right you at least if um even if you if you're even at the worst case you're uh, you you have nothing in your bank account you need maybe some ways to contact your family or someone that you you know someone who knows that where you where the hell you are in the world can wire you money at least right mm. I, so there's i don't think there's really an excuse for people to kind of beg money when they can probably go home they're not stranded they're just kind of like Oh, I just I don't have enough extra cash to go into this next, uh, you know, to this next fucking beach party or to go off somewhere else. You know, if if you don't have any, if you don't have any money, just go home. Mm-hmm, exactly, but- and yeah, and and back to the those uh, that Russian couple who was swinging their baby around. I think that's just a irresponsible and b that you know the, this I them actually using their own child and i believe it is their own child and i do know um as of that when the news was like a big thing i'm pretty sure in i'm pretty sure police found who they are i cannot remember we have to check that out but um that, that's actually child abuse I, I i'll send you i'll send you the link now to the um to to the video because i had to rewatch the video again just to remind myself what the hell they've done to the child and it's so you can basically so for the listeners out here just you can just basically just um google you know russian couple baby malaysia you should have a couple of videos that are still floating around and and they're basically swinging the child by its legs the the child is crying and you know this this shaken baby syndrome is 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 a thing where you know a much um a, a baby's 
in a brain is still is is going to probably hemorrhage in its own skull. It's it's mm. it's not a, it's not a it's not a laughing it's not a laughing matter. You know these couple the couple sort of like you know doing it um I don't know dancing and clapping you know at how you know how novel this thing is is just it's just ridiculous. It they're is. Really, it's they're really, really yeah. stupid. That and it's also, um, you know, it's again, it's um, ab- it's abusive. It is. It's, um, um, but I just don't understand how. I just don't understand how stupid people can be. I mean, it's it was lucky enough that he didn't drop the child, but he could have accidentally let the child go. The way he was swinging around because he was because the um the, this where this this man was the dad probably was so confident in the way he swung the child around and it was just kind of why the f- I'm I'm glad that they got I'm glad that someone did film it and he they got arrested because that was just, mm. you know the, you can't you can't get away with something like that definitely not clearly like, yeah, you so... should not be having a child around. why were you why are you traveling with a child if you're going to be bagpacking why are you traveling around with a child yeah exactly like you know it's nothing wrong with staying in you know homestays and all that stuff organize that before you you know hostels all that stuff can be organized before and again hostels particularly in asia are actually really cheap like even for um people who are backpacking not backpacking backpacking like i was when i was young Again, I've seen some of the prices, and they're like, what? Like, sometimes they're still like 20 something dollars a night. They may not be the most um, comfortable places to sleep, but it's a bed to sleep on. It's a bed, it's a it's shelter. You will you will probably get some air conditioner or something like that. It's, you know, that's, it's, you, it's a bit of safety there. And, um, yeah, from what I can see so far, I you know from if you're begging on the streets with your child, that is not that is again is not ensuring you know your uh, your child's welfare. You know, exactly. especially in, like in a tropical, like South you know, Southeast Asian heat, the child could. Um, it's uh, you can see that the child is just in his nappies. Yeah, you, exactly. I don't know. You could easily overheat, have sort of a heat stroke. Um, there's you know there's also mosquitoes as well. Is that has the child been vaccinated? Is a good question now because now there's a there's a there's a ridiculous trend of not vaccinating your children for some bloody reason. Um, but there we go. Um. Honestly, if you're going to travel, please don't travel with your baby. If you're going to do something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Again, this backpacking trend, and it's sad because this backpacking trend is actually a growing trend, and it really needs to stop because a, um, it, it is like you know, like we said, it's, it's pathetic. A, it's wrong to backpack, particularly in some Asian countries where there is still a huge issue of poverty and gaps between rich and poor mm. and B um, it, it's just not, it's not right. And, um, and the thing is particularly with a child, it's, it's just irresponsible and wrong. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. Do you have any kind of final comments on this topic or? Uh, no, other than that, it's just a good riddance to those, uh, to that couple really. Same here. 
Okay, so moving on to our next topic, and I think I want to have spend a couple of minutes talking about um, Captain Marvel. So I know you haven't watched it yet. I don't. Is it already out? It's already out, right? In the it UK? is. Um, I've got some good. Uh, I've got some good feedback from uh, from a couple of people I know, and they said that is a very is um, say compared to DC's um, like Wonder Woman, it's uh, it's much more feminist. Um, it's um, much more enjoyable. There was no kind of, from what I knew, there weren't any kind of. Um, they didn't, they didn't force the the main character to have like a romantic, a romant, a romantic, um, you know, interest. They didn't exactly. have to like pair pair up with like you know, oh, she's got to have a you know, got to have a male in, a male man, a male interest as well. Yeah, so that was and and refreshing. I I totally agree. A, it was extremely feminist, and B, there was a good array of women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, in um, you know, in hero roles. So I have to kind of Google because I can't remember all the names. But um, the one, you know, first of all, a there was Gem. We know that Gemma Chan was in it, and Gemma mm-hmm. Chan played um, Minerva, which was part of the Cree people, I believe. So that's the, um, and so the, you know, and a you know. I remember when her character first came up, people were complaining that she'll have this purple, you know, the purple um, hair colour stripe mm. in her hair, but she didn't. Good. Uh, yeah, she was, she pretty much, she, she was like a hero. I liked her character. Um, she was badass, very badass. Um, she was, a, she fought. I like, I love seeing all the martial arts moves. Oh, nice. um, yeah, and you know, we all love Gemma Chan. Like I absolutely adore her. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody adores her. Um, and the other thing is, there's this this controversy over her character in terms of because there's a the cat. There's also a cat character in the in Captain Marvel, and there's this controversy that the cat got more um screen time got more screen time than Gemma Chan, and and why that is. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Katie? What kind of like just hearing that on the surface? How do you feel about that particular? I'm not topic? well just, just from not watching the film. I probably won't be too surprised, given you know how um, how Hollywood in general does. You know, um, we have so we had um, crazy rich Asian, uh, crazy rich Asians. So you can't help but see nothing but Asians. You know, despite being East East Asian mostly, but East you know Asians on screen anyway. Um, but when it comes to kind of um, having an um an Asian or even East Asian character on screen with other um say I guess the the cast being in the more the the, uh, the principal roles will would most likely be, you know, um well, white Caucasian actors. There is a very I I do think there is a li- they do get limited screen times. I think the only time you won't really see that is 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 is, uh, is um to all the boys I loved before because obviously the um the the main character is Asian, or um. Uh, I think there's also a problem when you try to kind of incorporate um Asian um characters and say uh, a sci-fi or not really sci-fi I think fantasy most more 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 uh, more especially fantasy genres. Um, they don't know where to stick us, if that makes any sense. Mm. Um, so 
I do understand where um, some of the criticisms may be coming from, especially when like um, when makeup and special effects are you know used. And this this was a problem with um, uh, Game of Thrones. I uh, th- I don't actually remember which season or the um, uh, the episode as such. I remember the what happened in that particular episode. It was um, the one where um, I think the character's Bran, the kid who sees the visions. Um, any any Game of Thrones fans out there, you know, help me out here. But the one um, is where you, where he has visions and he sees some of the kind of um, the characters of oh gosh, what is it? Anyway, what happened was it's the is the origins of basic of of the of the um, the the ice creatures. I'm te- I'm really sorry. I'm re- I I don't actually um I haven't actually watched a lot of Game of Thrones as I, you can tell. I don't I don't but, watch I don't watch Game of Thrones. My husband but, does, but I don't. But the but the but the the main thing is is that the the these particular um the characters um one of them is actually an East Asian actress. It's um it's uh, I think it's Kay Alexandra or Alexandra Kay if if I mm. um if I remember correctly. Uh, now she is um I think she's Chinese uh, Japanese if I remember correctly. But she has um, roles before in um, Bad uh, Bad Teacher I think. Mm-hmm. I think um, I know who I, you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's um she's she's uh, Kay Alexandra. Alexa- Kay Alexander, sorry, and she. I've seen her mostly on in in but the bad is on bad education, not bad teachers. Bad education with um mm. with um um. I'm terrible. I I know all these faces, but it's um with um what's his face Jack Whitehall, which is um inc- mm. incidentally Gemma Chan's ex, but Jack Whitehall, and. You don't actually see, so you don't actually realize um, uh, K. Alexander is um, East Asian in Game of Thrones because because of the heavy um, the heavy yeah, special Me. effects or that's those applied on uh, onto her. I think she sort of um, uh, tweeted um, that she they've got. I think usually it's like three hours. I think it's usually is the, the kind of the typical time they would apply special effects really, mm. um, but. I yeah, I, I, going back to Gemma, I do sort of kind of agree um, uh, with what some of the criticisms are coming, where the criticisms are coming from in terms of the representations of uh, you know representation of Asian characters. Yeah. I, mean, look, I, I wouldn't be yeah. that surprised if the cat gets if the cat if the cat character gets more screen time than the yeah. Asian character. I I can't disagree with the controversy because yes, the cat did get a lot more screen time than Gemma Chan did, but. To Gemma Chan's credit, um, I have huge respect for her and the character, the more recent characters that she has played. Like I know that she had a role in that Mary Queen of Scots as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That Mary Qu- Queen of Scots film, um, and you know, and she's now getting into roles where traditionally it would never have been played by Asian slash you know Asian women, basically. Yeah. And I and I think that fact needs to be spoken a lot more about because um, a it goes towards her talent as an actress first of all because you need to be a talented actress to play such um, diverse um, roles and secondly the a lot of the characters she played like even her Doctor Minerva um, and you know the character in Mary Queen of Scots 
give this like five years ago, it would not have been an Asian person playing these type of roles. Um, let you know, and I think a we have to also acknowledge that fact, which is a pretty you know, we shouldn't say amazing because it should have happened a long time ago, but it is again pushing for that change, and I think Gemma is part of that change pushing it's not like a crazy rich asians where it's all basically all asian actors right so it has to be asian actors but she's now diversifying herself into roles where it doesn't necessarily have to be an asian person um playing that role and you know give it five years ago it would have been a non-asian person playing that role and i think that is to a testament to a Gemma chan's skills as an actress but also that there is that change is coming and i do feel that she could have had more screen airtime mm. in captain marvel but i loved her character i just i did love her character even though it had that limited screen time she was part of that supporting cast I guess if yeah. you want to put it that way. She wasn't like an extra, like she's not like an extra or just like somebody who came in and died straight away kind of thing. Um, she was there, you know, she was there throughout the, from the, from pretty much from the start to the end. And I did, I did enjoy her character, but I think um, another credit that needs to go to Captain Marvel itself. A, yes, it was a very feminist um, film and it was one where, the, you know, Captain Marvel as the main character didn't, you know, didn't need, you know, didn't need to uh, rely on any guy because she basically navigated herself around, you know, Earth, which was her original home because she wasn't, she's not actually a Cree person as such. Mm. But, um, and she was, A, she was also badass, B, she didn't have to wear anything extremely revealing, you know, nothing wrong with that, but she didn't have to flaunt any, you know, sex, you know, what we call sexuality, whatever she could, she just was her, right? There was a scene where she's just wearing a flannel shirt and jeans. Um, and, you know, when you, when you think about most of the films, you know, you, you don't really see that as such. And, you know, and... And actually she, you know, she beat off, you know, she did have emotional issues, but she did beat off Jude Law, who played kind of like her mentor, mm -hmm. but who was also the, I guess, in, in a sense, the bad person. And I'm sorry, that's a spoiler, but sorry about the spoilers, <laughs> people. But yes, that, that is a spoiler. So yeah, so I think um, in saying that, it was actually a really good film. And then you have this array of other heroes, female heroes like... Um, um, Lashana Lynch who played um, Maria who was basically Captain Marvel Carol Danvers best friend and she's like a black woman and she comes in kind of midway through the film and she also has a significant part um, in the film um, becoming you know becoming one of the heroes right um, of, of the film and I think and then you have you know and then you have other people of color also in the film so I think it's a it's it's a good film to show that a um, we don't women do not need to have a savior a male savior mm -hmm. to have a, to make a good movie. B we, women can shine on their own, and C women of color can be in um, in non conforming 
you know, stereotypical conforming roles that women are meant to fit in. And I think saying that it was a really enjoyable film. I believe it performed extremely well um, in the um, box office as well. And I'm glad that it did. Um, I think they said it was um, one of the top performers. Um, I think we watched it on the opening weekend here. And it was a really, it was a really great film. So um, it kind of then ties on to the end of Avengers. So again, another, you know, a little bit of a um, spoiler, but yeah, when you watch it, I think you enjoy it. And so far, aside from some of those few controversies, most of the feedback has been pretty good on it. So yeah, do you have any kind of final comments on that topic, Katie, before we move on to the final topic? Um, other than perhaps I was just thinking about how people of colour in, in, in Hollywood movies tend to get um, get disguised um, by prosth- uh, prosthetics and special effects. Um, and I hope that um, and because we because you don't actually see kind of the ethnic facial like uh, the physical uh, features of the pe- of um, of of that actor, um, I don't know if this is a thing. But sometimes perhaps you would assume that person is automatically uh, white. Um, mm. I ho- I hope that I'm really happy that uh, Jennifer Chan is able to actually get you know natural a natural you know a, you know a fairly um, uh, pro- though limited but prominent role in uh, in the Marvel universe. Um, I hope it will be more fleshed out, and that you will be able to see, um, in ter- especially in terms of like the superhero hero genre, you will see um, people of color more often as superheroes. Well, and I hope, um, you know, I hope, yeah. I hope that is, I hope that like, um, you know, special effects won't actually kind of um, hide those features too much, really. You well, know, if, Ma- if Marvel, Marvel is ju- has just started. Marvel has just um, assembled its cast for Shang Chi, mm-hmm. uh, Shang Chi. So that will be an Asian cast. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that um coming out once you know once that once that film comes out so that will be an interesting one to watch to see how the asian characters coming out as superheroes are portrayed and physically portrayed right like you mm-hmm. mentioned you know are they going to be hidden um you know or in all that you know cgi special effects makeup costume mm-hmm. To hide who they are but so that will be a good test that film so i think we we need to have a conversation on the shang chi upcoming marvel film i think enough in a future podcast um once you kind of read up on it a little bit more and i think that would be an interesting conversation to have as well so moving on to our final topic and i think this topic is a little less serious than a lot Mm -hmm. of the topics that we have had on our podcast but one I think that's extremely important um, in particularly our Asian culture, and that is talking about the idea of shoes on or off inside the house. Um, so I recently saw a debate slash discussion going on in some, like I think it was more Malaysian um, Facebook groups, asking the question whether taking shoes off inside the house is an Asian Asian cultural thing or is it a more 
um, is, or is it just a regular thing, normal thing that anybody of any culture would do when they're walking into their own house or into somebody else's house? My thing is, my opinion is that it's still a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've been to non-Asian houses um, where they, no one, no one takes off their shoes. And when I've started to take off my shoes, I'm told not to take off my shoes. And I find that very weird when being told not to take off shoes going in the house. Um, growing up, all of us, um, you know, would would be walking around in the house with like, you know, have home slippers or bare mm-hmm. or bare feet, right? Um, and it serves a lot of purposes. A, um, it is a mark of respect for um, your home or the other or somebody else's home that you're walking into to take off your shoes and b it's a hygiene issue so you don't know where you know the shoes that you're wearing out in the street you know you're walking around public streets where there's a lot of bacteria you're going to um, public toilets um, public restrooms like um, go you know for example like if you ever go to new york and go to the new york subway toilets that Ooh. is something to see, you know. So the imagine smell. going in, yeah, the smell, going in there and then going back home with your shoes on. To me, that doesn't make sense. Um, and, and, you know, and I think different Asian cultures um, have a different understanding of the shoes off policy. Like, I'll, you know, Katie and I were discussing off, offline before. Um, I know in Japanese culture, for example, they have separate shoes for um, upstairs. Upstairs meaning bedrooms, you know, the more in, you know, more intimate rooms, and the and then downstairs, which is the more common areas like the lounge area, mm-hmm. the kitchen, you know, and um, you know, I know know that even for more other Asian cultures. I remember when I was in you know Korea, I went to one of my friends' houses in Korea. My friend's mother, who you know, they you know, who was actually Korean. Korean, Korean, um, had shoes to different slippers to walk into the kitchen as opposed to the lounge room. Um, my mother, for example, um, would have a pair of slippers outside our to- um, the toilet in my parents' place. So the toilet is like a separate, tiny separate room from the main bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a slippers to go into the, to use the toilet. So you have to wear those slippers to go and use the toilet. Um, that for my mom is more of a hygiene thing. I know that when my grandmother was alive, they had the same thing at their place in Malaysia. They had separate shoes to you when you're going to use the toilet. So different, I think different cultures and traditions will dictate how you interpret the taking shoes off policy. For my home, um, I wear slippers um, in the winter. Oh, when it gets a little bit cooler, but when it's really warm in California, for example, your feet are going to sweat if you have sweaty feet. So I find it easier either to wear um, toeless slippers or just walk around barefoot. It's a lot more cooler. So, um, but yeah, for me, a it's a hygiene thing. Um, I don't like. I don't know where people's shoes are coming from, particularly people coming into my house. You know, the only two people who live in my house are myself and my husband. So anybody else who's coming is a guest. So you don't know where they've been, right? Their shoes mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and, yeah, and so, like, you know, my in-laws, for example, you know, when they go into temple, temples are shoes off. Again, that's a mark of respect as well. Um, most temples are shoes off. 
and that's a mark of respect. So that's some of my thoughts. What are some of your thoughts, Katie? I on was going to say with, with the temples, I think you said, because you normally take the shoes off and I, I think you're supposed to kind of, um, um, I suppose, clean your feet and wash your hands, I think. Is, is, is that correct? Because, mm. you know, you have to be, is, is, you know, be clean as opposed to, to if you're going to go into a, into a place of worship. Yeah, if it's it's a, if it's a very if it's a special occasion, yeah, you do you have to wash your feet and um, wash your hands. I know that there are you know there are other practices as well, and which I disagree with. For example, um, I remember when I was um, a teenager and I had my period. Um, my mom and oh. my my mom wanted to go to the temple, but she told me that I shouldn't be going because, because yes. a period are seen as non unhyped yeah impure right mm-hmm. i disagree with that but again that's back to the old cultural understandings right of what period ha- girls having a period means but yeah it's not quite the same as coming off from, uh, you know from a dusty street really yes you can actually um you can actually wash off you can actually wash off you know the impurities from your hands and feet but, yeah um, exactly yeah um, well, I, I wear slippers in the house. Um, I don't live with, my housemates aren't, um, aren't Asian, so I wear slippers in the house. Um, whereas back home, again, I used to wear slippers in the house, but we take, obviously take our shoes off, um, before we, you know, before we go indoors, there's a little area. Um, there's no, there's no, you know, in, in terms of British, um, in architecture, there's no, re- there's no, um, there's no air, separate areas that you can sort of take your uh, shoes off. And leave them there. There's so we have so we sort of designated a certain area just in the hallway, where is the shoe area, and that would be the area that you can take and take and put your shoes on and off, whatever. Mm. Um, I, and I think you were right about the kind of the separate shoes for, um, for kitchen for the kitchen area, for instance. I know my auntie does that because the kitchen is greasy. You know, yeah. Um, so on the floor, the the floor would be you know greasy, and there'll be you know that's why they have. And that's when we wear separate slippers in that. I think I'm, I'm, I've been told off by my brother one time for bring, for wearing uh, slippers upstairs um, because um, in, in my nan's house, because um, you're not supposed because you know they don't wear slippers upstairs uh, in the be- in in the um, in the bedroom areas. So um, I left my slippers downstairs. Mm, uh, but otherwise, right. normally I um, I don't I wear my slippers everywhere in the house, but apart from my own bedroom. Um, so I, the slippers are outside my bedroom door. Yeah, and and again, your your bedroom is like your sanctuary in a sense, and it's that clean area. And barefoot is always going to be the cleanest um, when you're walking in, sleeping in bed. Like I've seen some white people just like jump into bed with their shoes on, and I'm like, what? You know, I remember as a teenager seeing some of my white friends jumping into bed with their shoes on, and I'm looking at them weirdly, like, what the hell is this? I've never seen this before. <laughs> How is that high? Even at, as a teenager, I knew it was unhygienic to jump in the shoes with your school shoes on. Um, and they did that, and it really boggled my mind because I know that at my at my parents' place, even growing up, if I walked jumped into my bed with shoes on, even with slippers on, my mom, if she saw it, she'd be reprimanding us as to why we are doing such a stupid. My mom, they'll, they'll use a term, she'll use a term that's more of a Malaysian Hokkien term. Um, it's The word is amo, which basically means red hair. It's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Hokkien term 
um, originating from Taiwan because based back in the day, um, Portuguese people, when they went to, a lot of them went to Taiwan, a lot of them had red hair. Mm. Um, so that's why that term, um, Ang Mo, is um, a term. So my mom would say to us, why are we trying to be Ang Mo's, <laughs> jumping into bed with our shoes on? <laughs> so even as a teenager, it boggled my mind seeing some of my white friends at that time walking to their bedrooms with their school shoes on. Um, but then, then I have someone like my my neighbor, my next door neighbors now. They're white. They're a young couple with um, two. You know, with their oldest kid is like a toddler, and the second is still an infant. And in their house, it's a shoes off policy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I guess I'm I'm wondering whether it's a gen it's at the gen things are changing now. Um, I don't know. It's just I guess it's just a question that can be asked. There's a couple of, I mean, I've, um, I've, there's a couple of people that, um, fam- it depends. I think in terms of, um, um, in the West, there's a couple of families that is a, fa- it's, um, it depends on the families. I, I know, I've, I know in the past, I've, I've gone to friends' houses where I, it's normal to take, you know, to take your shoes off at the, at the, by the front door. You leave it there, and you could just walk around the house in your socks and things like that. So that's pretty normal. Other times, there's not, that's not a particularly a requirement to take your shoes off. Um, and again, sometimes um, if you invested in really expensive, you know, deep pile, cream, you know, carpets, the last thing you want is your guest walking around um, with their shoes on, I suppose. Um, mm. So there's that. I wouldn't really want to kind of walk around with, sh- um, with, with shoes really indoors, not particularly here in the UK anyway, because um, because you know there's dogs but sometimes some people don't pick up after dogs dogs some would obviously pee because we're a dog loving nation cats so there's also cats so you know we've got cats are uh roaming free as well so there's cat pee um cat poo um humans pee as well on the street so there's human pee as well so that's not not sure about human uh, poo yet as far as i can tell um people vomit on the streets as well um yeah so it's not a nice thing to kind of i think there was a study where people were shocked uh, to find that um your shoes bring in tons of bacteria and it's kind of to us it's kind of like well you don't need a science uh, study to tell you that really mm, you can just you sort of tell yeah. from just look out on the streets um i think it also i, I think in terms of um the reason why you and it's considered mostly, I guess, an Asian thing to take your shoes off before you enter home. Um, we, I don't, I don't think we had. Well, it was. I, I think we had, from just looking at, um, I guess, just um, just pictures or paintings or even just, um, uh, just period dramas, that is set in you know in 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 ancient times. You can sort of um, imagine that um, the roads were dusty. And um and a lot of the times a lot of the kind of the um the East Asian architecture that the the houses are sort of elevated particularly say Korean um uh, Korean architecture from what I can see anyway these is, is elevated to keep it to keep yourself from dust I suppose I don't mm. I'm not I'm not entirely sure but there's always but there's there's but there's certain things um that you can sort of see in 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 cultures that you can sort of that kind of indicate that the the outside world is a little bit dusty or a bit dirty and they and you and there's sort of things they have done to try and keep the interiors a bit cleaner a bit pristine mm. and then and then you have like 
these machines that have been that you see videos online of you walk in and then a plastic bag captures your shoes um it's more of a white thing i believe <laughs> i think a lot i've seen a lot of comments that asians are saying why the hell would their their own mothers would be like i showed my mum that video and she was like why the hell would we buy that machine for isn't taking off shoes like a free thing i've not seen the machine anywhere else i've only seen that online because there's much more cheaper ways of keeping you obviously you can take your shoes off for once as we just said you know uh, before we recorded but um um, but the workmen and construction men, if they, if they needed to do work inside your house, such as like you know install your broadband or doing kind of you know, um, um, you know other things, and they and and to keep your home clean, they actually bring their own shoe covers, which is elastic, yeah. they just and they, and they just like wrap it around their work boots, you know this, and then there's no yeah, then that's it, you know the, you don't need an expensive machine that wraps around a cling film around your shoe, exactly. I, re- I remember an incident, um, this is like when I was a lot younger, my mom's younger brother, my uncle, he still has this thing where he tries to be more as, he tries to ignore his Asianness and wants to be white as possible. Right. So they he, he had this thing where he'd walk around his own house with shoes on. He used to come to our house wearing shoes on and my dad would rip into him. <laughs> like... I, and ask him, are you trying to be white? Because to to our to my parents' generation, walking the house with shoes on is seen as a white thing, um, and it's and that's their understanding. I know that things are changing now, but it's always be seen as taking off shoes is an Asian thing, not taking off shoes is a white thing, and that's how it's always been seen. Um, and and that's why my uncle did it because he thought that it was too Asian to walk around the house with no shoes on. For me, it's a hygiene thing. It's also more comfortable. I find it very liberating walking around with no shoes on, to be honest with you, <laughs> rather than, you know, walking around a house with, like, sneakers or, um, you know, he- or you watch TV, high thing. heels. It's, like, the most comfortable thing in the world is to walk around with no shoes on. So whenever I have the opportunity, I will walk around with no shoes on. It's the most – it's so comfortable. It's so liberating. Um. But yet, you know, some people will wear heels or stilettos walking around their house. Like you watch, you see it on TV, like even. Oh, well, I don't think I don't think it's realised. I think most women would, would as the, at the first opportunity to kick their stilettos off after wearing for like five hours at the office because you know they they they. Um... You'd be surprised. They're still. They're, I have seen people in real life really? who still wear their yeah high heels in their house because that's just what they do. They're just wearing shoes and they're comfortable wearing that. Um, if they're most comfortable in that to me it doesn't make sense so um, for me you know even you know taking off shoes is my policy Um, I have friends who put signs out at their door to remind people to take off their shoes so they don't have to remind them themselves Mm. it's more it's a bit more like for them it's like you know they feel that telling people is probably they feel that it's impolite Um, so they put a sign out so people then have to respect that house rule in that sense i just like people taking off shoes in my house just more more clean um some of my husband's friends don't take shoes off so i give my husband this look like tell them to take their shoes off or i'm going to (laughs) be the party pooper and say it Um, i mean but yeah i i think um well, I bought my um, well, I bought my ex um, a pair of slippers, so he doesn't have to kind of walk around, you know, barefoot, really. So I would, you know, it's, it's, 
off I mean I mean I I try and try off you know guests you know slippers mm. <laughs> just to kind of um um so they can be comfortable I suppose but um there's um as I'm not because since I'm sharing the you know my current house um people don't really have unfortunately they don't actually have slippers so uh but um, I tried to I, I tried to remind say I guess um, my cousin for instance to bring their own slippers because we don't have any slippers or I wouldn't yeah. mind buying people's I don't mind buying people um uh, the I I don't mind the idea of buying um you know potential guest slippers to be honest if they don't have any yeah I have guest slippers most of mine again are okay maybe I shouldn't say it they're collected from hotels <laughs> that I've been to <laughs> and I just like but. Um, they're still slippers the nonetheless. To be, they're the best ones, to be honest. They're a bit, you know, they are. Bit thinner. They're, com- com- you know, they're like, you know, they're lined with like a terry cloth kind of like, um, you know, material. Yeah, and they're soft. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, just to end, do you have any final comments for this podcast, Katie, before we end today's podcast? No, I, I've, um, no, I've probably just, I'm, I've, other than that, I'm just going to go downstairs to be in my slippers. <laughs> Yes, I am in my slippers now. Um, but yes, so our general consensus is slippers slash barefoot is best. Mm-hmm. So anyway, thank you everybody for listening to our podcast. Um, hopefully we'll this one will be up quite soon and we'll talk to you guys on our next one. We'll talk to you again next time. Thank you all. Okay, thank you.